Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another Believe in Wizards podcast. I'm your host, Matt Moderno. I've got Kevin Broom of Bulge Forever and the So Wizards podcast joining me today. We're going to do something a little bit different. To be honest with you, I just didn't want to talk about that Bulls game. There's kind of not a whole lot to say there. I think, you know, those of us who watched it were a little disappointed. And those of you who didn't watch it are probably checked out. So you don't want to hear about the day-to-day of the team anyway. So let's do something a little different, a little fun. Uh, there's so much talk about the sort of young forwards on the Wizards team and the draft record of Tommy Shepard. So I think what we're going to do here is just sort of a different thought exercise across a couple of the other Wizards related podcasts. So I think you'll hear one of these presumably on Kevin's show at some point. Uh, I think Damo and Brendan of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast are interested in doing one of these two. We're just going to do a redraft of a particular year's draft where the Wizards took, you know, one of these kind of um, young core forwards. So today we're going to be doing the Rui Hachimura draft. So that'll be fun. Kevin will be joining me here in a minute. We're going to go through, we're going to do like the lottery plus, uh, obviously the wizards had the ninth pick in that draft. So we're going to go a little beyond that. And then we'll talk about like honorable mention guys. So, um, you know, I get to like 20 ish guys and, and we'll see where, uh, Rui would have fallen, you know, based on a redraft. Uh, we're going to talk about who we would take for the wizards, knowing what we know now with the ninth pick. And we'll also talk a little bit about who we kind of liked at the time, given the options that were available. So we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, all right. With that, let's get a word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, let's get to this redraft podcast with Kevin. All right, I'm pleased to be joined by Kevin Broom. Kevin, how are you? Good, how about yourself? Good. Thanks for fitting me in here on a Friday afternoon. Just so everybody knows, Kevin is the man. I asked him last minute if we could do this just because I'm going to be out of town for the weekend and I just want to get a pod out. And honestly, just did not want to talk about that Bulls game at all. So this is a nice uh, diversion from all of that. Yeah, no, I had cleared off uh, several major projects for for work. And so um, wrapping up a little early on a Friday is is a welcome Welcome like this is a yeah. this is a real treat for both of us then uh, yeah. to talk about more draft stuff and what the Wizards could have done better. Two things yeah. uh, we are both good at. So, 
Uh, this is the Rui Hachimura draft for anybody not familiar. That is 2019. So we will be going to, you know, going through that. The Wizards picked ninth in this draft. Kevin is going to start us out, but realistically, we'll probably talk through these things together and we'll just go through. And when we get to the Wizards, we'll talk about one, who we think they should take in this redraft, but we can also talk a little bit about who we think they should have taken at the time. Uh, probably a guess that both of us were are not going to say that we thought they should have taken Rui Hachimura at the time, but um you know we can we can kind of go through that as we go so yeah. with the first pick in this draft it's the new orleans pelicans uh kevin who are you going to take off the board first so if if i'm new orleans i think so th- here's the thing I, obviously zion is still a freak he's sure. still pretty awesome right and john morant is also probably he's pretty good be, yeah yeah he's probably going to be an mvp level player uh you know when he hits his prime sure in you know, three, four years. So uh, that said, I just think New Orleans, even knowing everything they know now, they still take Zion. Um, you know, I still think Zion's the number one pick here. I'm with you. I think that's what they would do probably and, seven and out further, of 10 times. The, you know? Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's the right pick. I do think it's the right pick. It, it's it's the right pick. I think I would have rather had the last couple years of Ja overall, though, just because of the health and the actual amount of games played and the opportunities to impact. Long term, yeah. I still think Zion is the better pick, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're more likely to win a championship with Zion as your best player than Ja. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could I could definitely see like if um, New Orleans, if we, you know, put put it in the time machine, we do the redraft and, you know, David Griffin says, nope, I'm going to pick Jaw this time. I'm not going to like Squawk because Jaw's pretty pretty good, and he's been much closer to Zion than I think I would have guessed mm-hmm. based on you know how these guys performed in college. Um, but that said, I would still pick Zion, and I still think he's the right pick. For me, it would all come down to my medical team. And uh, <laughs> for the Matt Moderno imaginary team, we would just look at the physical and say, you know what? We're willing to risk it with Zion. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So uh, you get uh, Nick Riviera and uh, you're set. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's all I need. Um, yeah, no, I, we've we've got a real, real crack squad. My buddy Austin, who's probably listening to this, shout out to him. I trust him with medical things. He could come in and say, yeah, this, this Zion guy, he looks pretty healthy to me. So there you go. Uh, makes number two really easy. I think at this yeah. point, sort of no question here, maybe. I mean, actually... The guy who probably goes third for both of us, we, we can segue to really quickly here. I don't actually think is like an insane gap um, between two and three, but I'll say that. So John Morant, number two to the Memphis Grizzlies, and we're going chalk pretty much so far. So that's, yeah. that's not terrible. Uh, yeah. So now it gets interesting here at three because, okay, you've got the Knicks. The Knicks, they picked RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. I would not pick him there. Correct. And so I think the next pick, the next most likely guy, the the guy I think I would pick, you know, knowing everything is Darius Garland. To me, that's like the the no brainer number three. And I I think like John Zion, you can make the case. That's that's the first tier. Then there's this little second tier of like a guy that'll make four or five all stars in like Garland. But he's never going to be like probably the best player on a title team or anything like that. He's just like pretty darn good at basketball. And then to yeah. me, there's another big drop off again yeah. uh, with the next pick. So I'm, I'm totally with you on Garland. For anybody that doesn't watch much Cavs, he's really good. And to be honest with you, I, I'm a little surprised uh, how good he is. I, I would not have thought he'd be the third best player in this draft personally. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I did not have him there, but I will say, you know, for at least my approach to the draft, I had very little to go on because sure. he was hurt. Uh, yep. You know, he only played what four or five games, something like that. Um, and so I had nothing really to, to base an evaluation on um, that said, I mean, he, he's good. He's a very good player. I would happily have him in Wizards Jersey, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Yeah. Number four uh, is the Los Angeles Lakers. So this is an interesting one. I think um, for me, this is probably where we, we start to diverge a little bit. I would take Keldon Johnson fourth. Um, see, that's a good pick. I, I like Keldon. I would probably go a little later. Um, the guy that I would probably go with um, there at four for the Lakers is um, I think I would probably go Cam Johnson ahead. Um, and then the other guy that I would consider, believe it or not, is Brandon Clark. Um, that know, does Clark, not surprise me. I figured he would be still a, a Yoda darling regardless. So, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I would I would go, though. I think I would make that Cam Johnson over Keldon. Uh, so Keldon, I, I think, is just I'm, I'm like desperate for three and D wings. And last year they had him bulk up and he was a little miscast as a power forward. And this year they're just like, here, go do good things. And he's not shooting particularly well, but I mean, he's he's a reasonable defender. He's a 20 point per game scorer, essentially. Um, he's 21 points per game actually this year, five rebounds, three assists, 35% from three. He's actually better than I thought. thought it was like low thirties, but you know, he's just, he's just pretty, he's a pretty good modern three. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just think uh, Cam Johnson's a better player. So, um, I, I would, yeah, that's where I would go with it. All right. So number five is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Does that mean Cam Johnson to the Cavs? Um, yeah, so if Cam, if you picked uh, Keldon, then yeah, that's pretty easy. Cam Johnson would be the next guy for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, really good. I think his numbers would look better if they were flip-flopped, um, you know, and he was on the terrible team. He's uh, like 13 points a game, shooting over 40% from three, which is awesome from a six foot nine guy. And honestly, I think he's just like better defensively than I thought he would be. When I watch them, I'm like always kind of pleasantly surprised because he's not like a super athlete or anything. Mm-mm, not at all, but I mean, he's a key part of one of the best teams. He's a really solid guy. Yep, I, I think he'd, he'd be a great pick at five. Yeah, I, no argument here. Um, okay, so let's see. That is now Phoenix at number six. So this is where it starts to get like weird for me. Cause there are guys that have like really good, like counting stats that I just kind of don't like all that much. Um, I think I would take the bet on last year being more of what to expect from this person longer term than so far what we've seen this year. And I think I would take Jordan pool number six overall. Um, so, so who did you, I'm sorry, you kind of glitched there for a second. Oh, uh, Jordan pool. I think is who I would take mm. with the sixth overall pick more of a gunner. But I think if you can get more of what he produced last year, as opposed to what he's doing so far this year, I think that's, that's what you would hope for. Interesting. Um, I like Jordan pool. I would not go that high with him. Okay. I don't think, um, I think that he's, he's pretty good. Like um, there's another guard that I think is, is probably, I would take a, a little bit ahead of him. Okay. Um, but since you've left him sitting here for me, <laughs> At number seven, uh, let's see, this is Chicago, yep. and uh, I'll go ahead and take Brandon Clark for them. At that I time. like it. All right. I mean, that was my my night 
my draft night tweet was the Wizards took the wrong forward from Gonzaga. So I still sort of stand by that. Yeah, I was talking with my son about the uh, the draft, that draft recently. And you know, we were talking about Rui. And um, <laughs> I made the point that they, the Wizards picked, they, Rui wasn't even the best player on his own team in the draft. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was, uh... now I will say, Brendan Clark is a weirdo, right? He's a weird <laughs> player. And, and I don't mean weirdo like personality wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good, good, good dude, but he's weird in the sense that, you know, he played center mm-hmm. for Gonzaga, and he he's basically the size of a shooting guard, and so of an NBA shooting guard. Mm-hmm. And so the concern, of course, was well, he can't play inside in the NBA, and uh, he doesn't have the skills to play outside to play shooting guard. So what does he do? And as it turns out, he plays inside in the NBA just fine because he's strong and he's a freakish athlete and he plays with a relentless motor and he's just he's a really good player you know he he at seven i think he's a bargain i think he's a better player than he looks on paper for people that are just going to go through like box scores and stuff like you'll see a night where he has like eight points four rebounds to assist and you're like oh this guy but he's impactful for them and he's a nice change of pace guy and i, I think we saw it last year like He's a guy that can play in the playoffs for a team. And that's yeah. meaningful as a small ball big. And like you said, he's a monster athlete. I the, the last thing I care about is like short arms if a guy like <laughs> noticeably makes up for it in like every other way. Now, if you're yeah. like undersized, under athletic, and you have no wingspan and you're standing reach his bat, like all this stuff, like okay, then then we can start to talk about it. But like Clearly, he's gotten to this point and understands how to offset having um, like a neutral wingspan. Yeah. And and the thing with uh, the players is it always comes down to, you know, you can have all the great attributes, right? You can be able to jump out of the gym. You can be able to, you know, lift the entire building and be seven foot eight or whatever. And if you don't produce on the floor, it doesn't matter. Right. It's like and, you know, we we talked uh, we've text a little bit. I have a theory that I'm working on. It's like, I call it the optical illusion. And, Mm. you know, Brandon Clark is kind of the opposite of that. It's like, you look at him, you see all these things that are wrong with him, but he's just productive. You know, he's a good player. So this is a little earlier than I would have taken him. I have him probably three or four spots lower Mm -hmm. only because this, like the shooting is like really up and down. And like this year, it's been really bad. And every time I watch their team, I'm like, okay, this is the one he's going to make because he's literally wide open. And uh, I think he's like sub 15% from three so far this year or something like, uh, let me see, 17% from three so far this year. Yeah, That's yeah. obviously low sample size, low volume. But, um, you know, if, if he's in the thirties, then I think that that changes the math for him a lot as a player. If yeah. if not, it, it makes it harder for them to get him on the court in a meaningful situation, I think. But obviously, I think that probably um, regresses closer to the mean over the course of the season. So, yeah. All right, that's me at Atlanta. Um, now, is this the pick that Atlanta traded? It's uh, it, yeah. This ended up with New Orleans. Oh, oh, is this the Jackson Hayes pick? Yeah, this is the Jackson Hayes pick. And then um, earlier, when we said the Lakers with um, at number four, that was actually um, that actually ended up in Atlanta. That's right. You're right. I, I didn't write down the trades. I wrote down who the original draft order was. That's a yeah, good call. Yeah. So maybe I'll let you say who they are because I don't have them written down. Correctly. Well, I'm, I'm working uh, from memory. So let me uh, I, I need to actually pull up because uh, basketball reference annoyingly has like who actually made the picks, not um, 
uh, got it you know who yeah yeah who uh who did what with it um in the meantime i i think i'm gonna curveball you here a little bit potentially with this pick regardless of who it is just because i liked this guy this is someone i had a first round grade on that went undrafted so i feel like this is a win for team matt i'm gonna take lou dort uh i uh, really really I really enjoyed that Arizona State team. He was like a bulldozer as a freshman. And I just couldn't understand how people didn't think that would be impactful. And it's like, well, can he shoot threes? He's a little undersized. Like he is like ultimate bull in China shop. So uh, I've, I've always been pro Lou Dort. And I think the career has sort of um, been good enough that I, that I can justify that. Obviously, mostly on a bad team he had that one playoff run and he went supernova in a playoff game which at a certain point in this draft i'm happy to just take a guy that i think can can have a playoff performance like that every once in a while but dort's 14 points per game this year about five rebounds about two and a half assists and he's like consistently low 30s from three uh obviously like to see that be a little bit better but if you're like a high-end perimeter defender and you can get it to 34 35 percent something like that i think that's justifiable yeah uh what do you think is that is that too early for a, a Lou Dort pick I I think so uh I would I think Lou Dort should I mean I think he should have been drafted in the second round um but I if, I'm going to disappoint Ron cuz he's a big Lou Dort fan but okay. um <laughs> uh yeah so I think even now you still don't think he's like a first round caliber maybe, guy maybe late first wow like, I think okay okay this high going uh you know what are we eighth Eighth pick, I think that's a little too high. Damn. All right. Uh, this is going to get spicy then, I think, because I've got all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit in here. Um, he's like genuinely like one of the best perimeter de- defenders in the league, I think. And and to me, even yeah, for that- the late end of the lottery, I think that that alone, I would be willing to take that. Like if if the comp is him or Matisse Thibel, probably the other best wing defender here, mm-hmm. I would much rather have Dort because I think he can give you something offensively, even if it's low efficiency. Yeah, I think that Dort would be much better served if he had he was in an ecosystem that where he could play with much lower usage. Sure. You know, if he was a 15 percent usage guy, I think he's a lot more valuable because if it's then like I the think, Dylan Brooks role in Memphis or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks is another guy that I think is way overrated. But, but that's what I mean. I think Dort would be better Dylan Brooks than Dylan Brooks is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And um, like I say, I think that if he's in a in a smaller role offensively, then he's more of a pick and choose what he does versus, you know, having to try to carry a load. I, when I say carry a load, getting around 20 to 22 percent usage. That's too much. That's too much for him. He's not good. Totally agree. OK, this leads us to the moment we've all been waiting for here. The Washington Wizards with the ninth pick. Kevin, what are you going to do? You are now Tommy Shepard. Save us from what we lived through the last couple of years here. Yeah, I don't know if uh, there's anybody left in the draft uh, who can save the Wizards. But um, one of the, the guys who pops up near the top, uh, the, the, the basically the highest rated guy uh, statistically uh, at this spot is actually Daniel Gafford. So um, there you go. He could just draft Daniel Gafford and call it a day. And the weird thing is, is that if they drafted him at nine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he would he would probably be getting much better treatment because, you know, the way that NBA uh, treats 
first round picks versus second round picks. You don't end up in the doghouse if you're a lottery pick. No, you know, you end up like like Rui or Denny where you're starting or you're playing 24 minutes a game, even though you, you're not that good. So, but I'm, I would not pick Daniel Gafford um, that, that high, even at this point, in part sure. because, you know, uh, basically run and jump, rim running centers, you can get them. Um, in the second round, like you could get Daniel Gafford probably in a redraft. You could at least get him later in the first or um, in the second round still, um, even though I do think he's worth more than that. But anyway, um, he's not so, noticeably much further down my list than this. I'll be upfront about that. Like not. Yeah, crazy I mean, far down. yeah. OK, interesting. Um, so for the Wizards, like at this point, um, the guys that I would be looking at are like um, Jackson Hayes who's, you know, he hasn't been great, but he still is um, decently productive. He's been more productive for sure than uh, than than who they picked. Um, Has he been more productive than Gafford? Because he's not good no. this year. Um, so, like, I think I would take Gafford over him, all things being equal. I think so, too. Um, you know, it, he, here's the thing. It's funny because of how um, angry people are at Gafford this year. But... He's actually been a, I mean, he, he was the 38th pick and yeah. arguably you could make an argument that he's like the, you know, top 10 in terms of production in this draft. So yeah, I agree. At any rate, um, you know, Jackson Hayes would be a pot, potential choice. Tyler Hero um, is is there. He he might be a good choice. Terrence Mann is another guy who um, is, he, he's a good player. He's not like blow your mind. Um this current no. team could very much use Terrence Mann, I think. So I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Grant Williams would be another opportunity, although I think, again, I would probably have him later. Um, although I think he's he's becoming – he's a key player in Boston in part mm-hmm. because th- they have that ecosystem where they have a bunch of really good players, and he's able to just sort of come in and, and fill in. So um, <laughs> another guy, he's having a great season so far this year is Bull Bull. Yeah. Uh, now, his first three years were basically a waste. Wash, yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't pick him here, but he's the guy that I think you know the Wizards should have picked forty uh, fourth that year instead of I think they picked Admiral. Scott this is the one time our fan base has been united on something in in all of my years of experience. Like every yeah. single person was tweeting like bubble, bubble, bubble. Like yeah. just that's all you saw. Yeah. Um, another option would be like Matisse Tybel. You know, if you wanted uh, to go go crazy with defense, um, but all of that said, I think that the choice, the most logical choice, would probably be Tyler Hero. Yeah. I'm um, so I'm going to pick Hero. That's who I had at this point too, um, and I, I like that's a fit be damned thing at this point. If you can get yeah. a guy like him, that's a 20 point per game scorer. It's going to have trade value, and you can always do something with that on the back end if you need to. You can, and then they also could have done what they should have done, which is to trade Beal. <laughs> that would have been the time because at uh, that point they probably could have gotten, you know, this whole draft. Yeah, but they could have gotten two or three first rounds plus uh, a swap or two plus you know some young players to fill things out. Yep. Um, you know that 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 would have been the most. So you draft hero and then you um, you, you make a trade with Beal for a future. So uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think. I think Hero's the right pick here, given just kind of where yeah. at. this is honestly like the next couple guys are good, but it starts to get a little squirrely here for me. Yeah. So this pick, by the way, is is Atlanta, 10th pick. 
Okay, that one I did have right for some reason. So I don't know what I was doing when I wrote all this down. Uh, I like DeAndre Hunter more than most. I still have DeAndre Hunter stock. I, I think the injuries have been rough, but I, I don't know if I can take him here. Uh, I would not be taking uh, DeAndre Hunter here. He's um, I I didn't have him that high in the draft, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's done anything in the NBA yet to to demonstrate that. I mean, I I saw that extension that they the Hawks gave him, and that seems a little crazy to me. But yeah, yeah, I I I agree. I think that's another. We traded Luca, and this is who we got out of it. So. We're going to double down and invest on him because we can't punt because that would look bad. I think that definitely yeah. played into thinking there. Um, you know what? Let's go Grant Williams here. I like Grant Williams. I was always yeah. a fan of that Tennessee team. I actually really enjoyed him and Admiral Schofield as college players, although I had no faith in Admiral Schofield as an NBA player and got that one reasonably right, as did, again, most of our <laughs> fan base. So, yeah, I think Williams is just a guy that, like, he's always going to be able to find rotation minutes on a good team. And yeah you know, tail end of the lottery. I think that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So now uh, Phoenix is up and they got this pick from the the Timberwolves. I don't know how exactly, but uh, they did. And um, so in real life, they took Cam Johnson who Mm -hmm. has blended in perfectly for them. Um, I I mean, I think that they, if they were to look for somebody you know, to try to fill in that kind of a role. Uh, Matisse Thybul could be a good pick for them there. Um, I think, though, that the way to go man, gets a little tricky here because I'm mm-hmm. scanning down the list like, you know, P.J. Washington is pretty good. Or he, I, you can't see my hands, people, but I, I sort of wiggled my hands like, yeah, kind pretty of is, Pretty is relative. Yeah. I, like, yeah. So so this is weird, right? Like there are a lot of team or a lot of guys left in this draft that are like around 20 points per game almost, but I just don't know that they're like impactful 20 points per game. So yeah, yeah. I think at a certain point, maybe you take the, the shot on like talent and maybe you could use them better. And there's an argument for that. But then there are guys that are sort of look less flashy on paper, but I think they're like more winning cogs on good teams. Like to me at a certain point in this range, I would have RJ Barrett, but I don't like RJ Barrett. It's just, I don't know. Once you get to like the low end of the lottery, I think I would take the risk at a certain point. Yeah. I um, don't think that I would with, with Barrett. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, well, again, he's another guy I wasn't I, super yeah, I, thrilled I, with in the agreed. draft and he's been not good as a pro and you know, his, his scoring, he puts up numbers, in the sense of like high, but he does it by it's inefficiently possessions. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit like a, a worse version of Jerry Stackhouse in the sense of like the the inefficient, high usage kind don't of. Don't let Jerry hear you say that, man. He'll still fight you. I don't know if you've seen any of the Vanderbilt stuff, but he's like ready to throw down with people still. Yeah. Ban- he blocks everyone on Twitter that says anything that's not like glowingly positive about him. So that's amazing. funny. Uh, that's really funny. Um, but for, for, let's see for Phoenix, you know what? I, I think they could use a backup center. So I'm going to go ahead for pick Daniel Gafford for them. Uh, I dig it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you have Gafford in a backup role, give, even given how he's looked this year, um, that's great. And I think you put him next to a Chris Paul, that's even better. Like that's yeah. somebody that will find a way to make him work. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he and Chris Paul, cause 
you know, all the, the bad screens that Gafford sets, the illegal screens and that kind of stuff, Chris Paul is not going to put up with that for long. No. Nope. You know, and uh, Paul is obviously he's a genius pa- uh, playmaker and passer. And I mean, he turned uh, Bismack Biamba was it was Biamba, yeah. right? Last yeah. year into, a you know, an above average center for a few weeks this you know has Frank Kaminsky he's made Sarge look good for stretches you know yeah. like that's that's not a bad call yeah so um, all right Gafford I like Gafford I, to be honest yeah. with you like again this year's been really disappointing I this might be confirmation bias because this year's been so disappointing but I like I didn't know anything about him coming out I didn't watch a ton of Arkansas that year yeah. but I've really enjoyed the previous season and a half of Gafford in Washington so I think if we would just get back to that player I think even what he makes on that extension is still good return yeah. on investment. I will say, you know, he started poorly the last several games. He's been excellent. And yeah. he's, I ran some PPA numbers, you know, that's my metric. And he's just, just put his nose above average for the first time this season. Okay. Uh, Take that so as a backup five. You know, yeah, it's fine uh, as a backup five. And, and now that they're starting to do something I speculated about in, uh, in, in, in my preseason, uh, you know, write up, and that is that they're playing uh, Porzingis and, and Gafford together in their their twin towers. At one point, they even had a tri towers because they had Gibson out there too. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's I, I think Gafford is sort of rounding into into his 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 spot, and I wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting some more minutes. Of the centers that are left in this sort of general range, he's my favorite of the group. Uh, I mean, I think. You know, Jackson Hayes, okay, maybe in a different setting, he'd look better or different. They used to just mm-hmm. playing behind a lot of bigger, older guys on that team. And given their accelerated trajectory, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, Nick Claxton, maybe you could make an argument for somewhere in this yeah. range. Just not that Gafford is like, you know, Porzingis stretch big, but uh, I just can't take a center that shoots like 40% from, from the free throw line. It just, it, it makes me... Uh, hurt to watch him shoot free throws and it's uh yeah that that would sort of just push him down the list for me a little bit hey career 50 percent almost okay that's good that's better <laughs> no, i think he, yeah better than anyway. i thought this year yeah. he's like in the 40s um, yeah yeah so that's not ideal uh all right i think this is charlotte at 12 is that right yeah that's correct charlotte okay uh hmm again i like I don't think I would do this just because I don't enjoy watching this player, but I could very much see the Hornets talking themselves into an RJ Barrett type. Mm-hmm. He's from Duke. He puts up some numbers. He'll come in here. He'll learn from Jordan just through osmosis and uh, he'll end up being good. So I think I'm going to take Barrett, even though I just, mm-hmm. and there's some people watching this and like, but Barrett scores 20 points per game. Why didn't he go number three still? It's, it just, when you watch him on the court, like guys stand around and watch him and it's just like, it kills the offensive flow. I can't shoot it from like any reasonable proficiency. It seems like he just heaves. So I don't know, but it just, it just feels like a Charlotte pick to me for some reason. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it, based on his ability, I think it's not like an outrageous pick for them in that spot. And that would then have freed them up to go do some things with like Terry Rozier or something. Um, I think they had Terry Rozier at that point. Um, so yeah, probably right around then, right? Yeah, I think so. So all right, we're up to Miami, and mm-hmm. in real life, they took um, Tyler Hero, 
And I think that in this redraft, um, they would take somebody, you know, they, they like those defensive guys. They like uh, guys who, who play hard. And I think that the pick here, so I think it would go between Matisse Thibel or um, Terrence Mann. Uh, both play kind of high energy. Um, yeah, I could see one of those two guys in this spot. So I had two guys next on my list here. Terrence Mann was one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, coincidentally enough, was Caleb Martin, um, ah, who is yeah. a member of the Miami Heat that uh, also went undrafted. And that was another one that like broke my brain. I watched every single Nevada game that year because between the Martin twins and Jordan Caroline, I just loved that team. And I was like, how is this group? not going to be impactful in the NBA and shockingly that he's the better of the two players. And that's the one that Charlotte released. So that sounds yeah, great. It, it's funny because yeah, one, his brother got drafted yep. like high in the, in the second round mm-hmm. and uh, Caleb's been much better as a pro. And he, um, he was always the scorer of the two. And it's sort of like the Thompson twins this year, but like without athleticism, but we're like one of them's the passer and one of them's the scorer. Yeah. And it was like, well, Caleb's an inefficient scorer. Is he going to shoot it? Whereas Cody, maybe we can turn him into a six foot seven point guard. And and he's just not going to be able to do that in the NBA. It, it's yeah. sort of the like the Denny school of point forwarding, I think. <laughs> so this is, again, maybe that's another example in my uh, like optical illusion uh, thing. It's, you know, he, another example, this goes back a little ways, but it's... um. What's his name? Michael Beasley versus Kevin Love when yep. they came out. You know, Beasley was this guy. He he had all the tools. He, you know, I, I'm talking about the scouting report. He had all the tools. He had skills. He could play small forward because he's this NBA ready athlete. And Kevin Love was limited, mm-hmm. right? And he's a he's a power forward. He's a big man, and you he's know, fat. He's, and there was some fat shaming. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then you look at the, what they do at the combine, and what you've got. Um, they measure almost exactly the same. They, their um, agility scores were like within a, a few hundredths of a second. Their um, vertical leaps were even pretty close. Uh, Beasley, I think, had him by an inch or two. But when you're talking, so it's like, okay, so how is Beasley this like overwhelming athlete? Maybe he didn't go all out or something, and Love did. But and it's probably obviously stoned. Love had. I mean, it's a yeah, safe bet. <laughs> Could be. I mean, it turns out he he really liked marijuana, you know. But it's <laughs> but my point being that that you, you get this like it's like it's like an this optical illusion. Also, he was wildly productive yep. in uh, in college. He was terrific. But that said, you know, there there were. It's just an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. You, you get that optical illusion, and there's no doubt that Love has been obviously the far better pro. So. Still got a lot of OJ Mayo stock left over from that draft. And that's another guy who liked his weed. So that has not worked out as well as I would have hoped. Uh, all right. This no, all right. We're on Miami. <laughs> well, well, so, so who, who's the ultimate final pick there, Kevin? Um, man uh, or uh, who was the other guard you had? Uh, Thibel. Uh, Thibel. It, Thibel would be an option there. And then um, I could also see them. You know, even going Jackson Hayes or somebody like that, you know, get him in their system, make him get stronger, bulk up, et cetera. But um, rather than doing all that, let's just go with the guy that I think that would be a good pick for them there, and that's Thibault. Okay. I do not enjoy watching him play basketball. He's so devoid of any offensive skill set 
And I just, I, I'm just kind of over guys that can't at least do a little bit on both ends. So uh, he did not he, um, appear in my lottery, believe it or not. Yeah, I can understand that. But I think that, you know, this is, Miami is really good at developing players. That's true. Yeah, the, he makes think- more sense there than I think anywhere else here. That's that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, all right. Wait, so. I've I've written this down in the wrong order then. So we had Gafford. Uh, oh, okay, that's right. I left RJ off there. Thibel was to Miami at 15. Got it. Sorry. Ignore me, everybody. Ignore this <laughs> part of the podcast because uh, I'm too lazy to edit it out. All right. So Miami takes Thibel, and that leaves the Boston Celtics up at 14. Yeah. I wish I had just left Grant Williams for them. I feel like that would have <laughs> been easy. Uh, I think here I'm going to take PJ Washington. It feels like that's somebody they could maybe get to try to play the Grant Williams E role. And I just don't see a world where he's not better with all of those guys in Boston than he's been in Charlotte with a bunch of like revolving door of like weird cast that doesn't sort of fit together. Although I guess he's like underwhelmed with his offensive role in Charlotte. So I don't know how happy he would be with being like the ninth option in Boston. So, so maybe that's a bad fit personality wise, but that's... Um, it might be, but um, I, I do kind of like the pick. I think he's got some, at least some ability. Um, so uh, it's interesting. So what, here's what, um, what we have, we've got, okay. Recap for, mm-hmm. um, Let's do it. we've got Zion. Okay. Went number one, just like he did in the real, in the real world. Ja went two, uh, so same thing. Then Garland, we had three. Um, Still pretty picked, close to where he went. Yeah, he got picked fifth overall. Then uh, the fourth pick was Keldon Johnson, who went uh, 29th overall in the in the actual draft. I'm also then, just sort of like validating myself there too, because I had <laughs> Johnson as a lottery pick, so I just want to yeah. be able to say like, see you guys, see. Um, I think I don't remember where I had Kelvin. So Cam Johnson, uh, we we picked fifth. He went eleventh. Uh, Jordan Poole went sixth for us and twenty eighth mm-hmm. in the actual draft. Then uh, we picked Brandon Clark seventh. He went twenty first. Um, here here's the biggest climber. Uh, at eight, you went Lou Dort. And go, he was undrafted. Yep. So then at nine, Washington ended up with Tyler Hero, uh, moving up from thirteenth. At 10, uh, we've got Grant Williams. He went 22nd in the real draft. At 11, Daniel Gafford. He went 38th in the real draft. And There's some then, movers in this draft. Damn. Yep. Yep. It's um, it's pretty wild. Um, if you want some just like entertainment, go to uh, like basketball reference and look at the draft and then do sorts by like wind shares, wind shares 48, sure. box plus minus. Totally out of um, order, right? Yeah. It's um, yeah. If you do like you know, wind shares is, is probably the, cl- I was going to say the closest, but it's not uh, because Brandon Clark is one. Oh, Daniel wow. Gafford is fourth in total <clears throat> wind shares. Not bad. So yeah. Okay. Now Zion's third and Ja is second. So sure. yeah. Anyway, uh, where were we? We were Gafford. So Charlotte picking 12th ended up with RJ Barrett who went third. Um, 13th was Matisse Thibel to Miami. He was the 20th pick overall. And then, we round out the, the the lottery with PJ Washington going to Boston. He was the twelfth pick overall um, originally. Uh, why don't we Why don't we go through and just we'll name out the twenty, Kevin. Like we don't even have to do the teams and where they picked, but like that. I think each of us could probably name like five more good guys in this draft that are worth talking about real quick. If that's cool with you? Uh sure, sure. 
Uh, all right. So I'll I'll let you take it with uh, the fifteenth pick here. Who would you go? Who would you go next? Oh man, fifteenth pick. Um, hmm. At this point, let's see. We already picked uh, PJ Washington. Uh, so I would probably go fifteen was Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, this was I have Detroit written down. Don't know if that's actually right. I'm sorry, I misread misread it. Um, Detroit at fifteen. I mean, Boston. Yeah, Detroit was at fifteen. Yeah, Detroit at fifteen. So, um, mm, this is interesting. Let's see. We already picked Tybal. I mean, to to me, it's like pretty obvious. Terrence Mann would yeah, be the next that's, pick. That's who I got next year too. I think that's reasonable. Uh, Sixteen, Orlando. Forty-eight. He, by the way, uh, Terrence Mann went forty-eighth. In the Huge draft. mover, and he was good in college. Like not great, but like good. And you could yeah. kind of see there was something there. Uh, but I don't know. I, I know some people he trains with out in LA. Apparently, he's like a hard hard worker. So yeah. um, give. give yeah, he plays there. high energy guy. So. Uh, all right. Next, I'm taking Bull Bull. I'm doing it. I think I've seen <laughs> enough this year that. He's a guy that was like lottery projected for most of the the college season, even though he only played whatever in like nine games. And just people talked themselves out of a seven foot two guy who can shoot and dribble and move a little bit. So at this yeah. point in the draft, I I think somebody um, you know like that would be Orlando. I guess the sixteenth pick. Sorry, Orlando would be happy to have Bobo. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are quite happy to, uh-huh. to have him. Uh, you know. Their lineup is crazy now because they've got so many guys who are like you know six eight and, and above six nine and above. Franz Wagner is basically their playing two their guard, guard a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, add Wembenyama to that. Uh, I mean, that's even going to get crazier. Yeah, Wembenyama might be their point guard. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he played some small forward for a team. He's just got that much ability to do it. Just yeah, this is a guy that I don't think is going to show up here in the next four picks. But I want to throw him out. We're talking about Orlando. I liked Tuma Okiki at Auburn a lot then, and I still like him. He just can't stay healthy enough. Like he missed that whole first year. I think that really put him behind the eight ball. But to me, he could do like a lot of the sort of Brandon Clarky kind of stuff. Um, He's he's just like, and he kind of gets it. He's like a good facilitator kind of big. He moves the ball. He runs around, plays hard. He just does stuff. So I don't know. You have him anywhere on the your general range Kevin? yeah so number one yes um so i had him rated pretty high in the draft i thought he was worth a you know solid first round pick right around where orlando picked him mm-hmm. and um so i i thought that they got a steal and you know he he was coming off of a torn acl yeah. so you know which he tore like right at the end of his college season i think mm-hmm. he tore it in the tournament he did yeah. and um so that really sucked and like you said he missed his entire first season and he really hasn't taken off yet but you can see when you watch him play he he like knows how to play he's but he's just not connecting yet that said um it it is a little bit of a you know kind of where this draft is is not like super strong he's he's still actually like a decent player in this draft you know if you do something like box plus minus he's 13th overall Mm -hmm. in this draft even with him like being not that good, like overall. So um, I don't I don't think I would take him at this spot. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but, but he still would grade out as a first round pick for me with all these people. I think yeah. I, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So uh, here we are. We're, at, we're 17, 17. Yeah. And um, I think at this spot, the guy to pay take would be um, 
Let me see. Do we do we already take him? I was going to say no. We haven't. Um, it's probably going to be Jackson Hayes. Um, you know, he's he's not like the greatest guy in the player in the world, but at this point, you know, you're picking probably a backup center, and it's funny because Jackson Hayes um, ended up with uh, with with the, the team that would be picking him here. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and go Jackson Hayes here. Um, yeah, he, I just I, I can't get there with him for some reason, and I think there's like been some off court stuff and and just you know that yeah. there's enough shenanigans that that I'm I'm kind of out I think, but he's seven feet tall, he's super athletic, and you know that I think anybody can talk themselves into it, you know, in the late teens of a draft. So I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm, he's he's still productive. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. not like the greatest. I mean, I could see going like Nick Claxton here too. I, I um, think I would have given the slight edge to Claxton over the two. But I, it's close. Yeah, I, exactly. It is close. Number one, and I, I to me, it's just like flip side. Yeah, um, so, and I, I think I think he eight, probably has more upside of the two. To be honest with you, like if he if he got better, he's the better athlete and probably better mover. So I'm yeah, with him. Yeah. Uh all right. Let's see. 18. We're at Indiana. Uh, did I ever? Oh, I never actually took Caleb Martin. I think I would just take him at this point. To be honest with you, like he's solid. He plays hard. He moves the ball enough. He's shooting it well enough. Uh, I, I just kind of like what he's about. He's shooting over 40% from three so far this year, like yeah. 11 points a game. Um, I, I just, again, maybe that's the heat factor, but if you could get whatever the heat version is of Caleb Martin on any team, you know, around the 18th or 19th pick, I think people would probably be able to talk themselves into it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a good pick. Uh, Caleb's been, he's a good player. Um, not like anything like a great shape, but he's just, a good, he's a solid role player. He's yeah, a, if he you was know, your seventh guy on your team, I feel like you'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah. He would, uh, he would fit right in to the wizards. Like whole he would be a starter here. I'd be, I'll take that to my grave. Yeah, he probably would. And um, yeah. So, all right. Now we're to 19 San Antonio yeah. and um, San Antonio took Luca Semenich, which uh, I don't think, what he did, they didn't even pick up the third year option on that's him, correct. He has been very good for the main Celtics in the G League this year, though, and he has single handedly beaten Gogo twice this year. So, just for throw that Interest, out there, interesting. I if I'd have to go back and look, but I think that I had him weighted like pretty high in that uh-huh. draft, like the kind of guy that I hoped, uh, you know, I thought might be worth a steal, like sure. for the second round pick. and the Spurs picked him earlier than that. But. Yeah, that, that surprised everybody. And at Summer League, he didn't look particularly good. That was like the first year I went. And everyone was like, uh, did the Spurs finally get something wrong here? And it yeah. seems like they did. They did. Uh, they did. So um, anyway, I think in this redraft, the, the obvious choice here is Nick Claxton. Yep. Um, and uh, so we'll put him down. He went 31st. Overall, he's moved up to 19th. And he so was a guy that was just, he was really raw at Georgia and he was on like a weird team with a weird fit. And if he'd have stayed another year and overlapped with Anthony Edwards, it might actually have been better for him. But that was a pick for them where they just thought, like, let's get him a year before everybody else realizes that he's probably a lottery talent. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of smart. Um, all right. So, this is the last one we're going to talk about here. I, I just want to throw a bunch of names at you. And yeah. uh, here, here are all the people I would consider for this spot. And I don't know that I have a, like a particularly great answer of the group. I, DeAndre Hunter, I would consider at this point. 
Okay. I think it's still too early for him. <laughs> Rui, I would consider at this point. Um, I think it's still too early for him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't like watching Kobe White play in any way, shape, or form, but I think you could make a strong enough argument that he is worth the consideration at this point. Uh, Nasir Little, I think maybe if you got like last year's Nasir Little, you could make the case for yeah. it, where it looked yeah. like he was finally starting to pop a little bit. Uh, and then this is probably the guy like a team would still take because he's super productive from a counting stats um, direction and and someone will always sell themselves on the talent here. And he's the highest usage player of, of this remaining group. But Kevin Porter Jr. I think is probably who somebody would, would definitely talk themselves into at this point. Honestly, in an NBA GM redraft, I bet you he would have gone much earlier than this despite all of the off-court shenanigans and things, but he's averaged like 19 points, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, mid thirties from three. He's yeah. just, a, he's, he, he doesn't like to pass the ball and that's not great for a young developing team. And they're trying to make him a point guard. And yeah. again, he seems like he's been kind of a knucklehead. So not, not great. I wouldn't, I, I will say, I mean, I, like last season, I th- thought he basically was not an NBA player. He's he's gotten to the point now where he's at least, you know, an, an NBA level player. But I wouldn't want him on my team. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a fan either. I just think like of the options, somebody would sell themselves on upside at this point in the remaining group. Another person I bet probably looks bad from all reasonable metric standpoint is Darius Baisley. But every time I watch Oklahoma City play, he's just like a ball of energy and. At six foot nine, and you're super athletic. It's another guy. I think at twenty, I would just be like, you know what, f it. I think I can talk myself into it. Um, yeah, then- I could see. I could see Baisley. I mean, he's 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 like. I mean, he's especially if you could play him with with Chris Paul. <laughs> but, um, yeah, right. But but he he could be somebody's Jared Vanderbilt to me, like that sort of undersized big who's just super athletic and plays real hard and. Yeah. Teams all seem to want that out. But yeah. I think the guy I'm actually going to take here, I'm not going to take Rui just because it would be too off-brand for us to take Rui at this point, even though Rui is my favorite of the Wizards' young forwards that are remaining. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen McDaniels. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I like him. Uh, he's the lesser of the McDaniels bros, in my opinion, but he's still 10 and 5 and shooting mid-30s from 3. He's just active and long. He plays hard. He was kind of a punk the last time they played the Wizards, but we'll let that slide for redraft purposes. Well, yes, and if he was with the Wizards, we would be talking about his toughness and uh, exactly right. You know how competitive he is, right? He so, would be beloved by the blo- the broadcast crew for sure. But I mean, he's he's starting for the Timberwolves, and he's he's that, that's Jaden McDaniel's. Jalen McDaniel's is the shittier one, and he's the older brother that went to San Diego State. Uh, he's oh, for Charlotte. I, I, I mean, so I've got my my McDaniel's mixed up, but That's anyway, right. this one went fifty second. That's looks correct, like, right? Yeah, okay. he was barely drafted because he was like a six foot seven small ball five essentially, ah. uh, and right now he's just sort of like an active kind of energy player. But I just yeah. think sometimes you just need guys that like maybe they're not like they don't play pretty basketball, but they're going to come in and play real hard. So um, yeah, I don't know. Does he show up anywhere metrically for you, Kevin? Yeah, um, so he would be. You know, like it, it, I'd have to go and look at like my PPA, but I'm, as I'm looking at it, he's like top 25 in like win shares. He's top uh, what 
20 in wind shares per 48 minutes. He's, you know, he's, he's like a decent player. This is, this is defensible then is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not definitely not ridiculous. Uh, who, so. who would you, who would have been your pick with the last person in our, in our top 20 redraft here? Um, phew, good question. Gerald Brantley. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's some, there's, you could go Cody Martin while we're at it and just complete the package deal there. Yeah, no, we probably wouldn't go with him. Um, actually I might, uh, <laughs> I probably here would go with, um, Uh, probably with Kobe White. Um, another person that would be interesting would be Eric pa- Pascal. Yeah. You know, um, Jalen Noel is has become a pretty good uh, or decent backup point guard. He defends the shit out of it, man. Like he is, he would be actually impactful on this current Wizards team. Yeah, and uh, Okiki might yeah. also be a choice here. So, but I think if I was, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, another guy who I think has gotten. Out over his his you know the 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 sure. fans have gotten out over their skis a bit with him, but um, so did the Lakers. Oh, I mean, how could we leave out Admiral Schofield? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is killing it in Bangladesh this season from all. It, I'm good. I'm glad. Joe, uh, I think he's in the G League, and I wish him the best of luck because he does seem like a nice young man. Yes, he seems like a good dude. Just you know, uh, should have right. played tight end. But uh, so my my spot my pick here probably like I said I would probably go Kobe White. Um, that was a guy that a lot of people wanted for the Wizards at a nine, and they were hoping he would be available to for them for for that pick. And I, I, I would get it at twenty. I didn't get it at nine, uh, yeah. just because he's like a six foot one shooting guard, in my opinion. But yeah, um, yeah. And then to to get to like where, you know, Rui. Yeah. Um. You know, I think for me, it'd probably be another you know, five or six picks. Cause I think like you got a Okiki. I would, I would rather have him. I would rather have Gogo Batadze. Um, I'm going through Jalen Noel. Um, so, maybe okay. Cody let, me, Martin. let me ask you a question yeah. here about like, just sort of your thinking behind this. Right. So um, is, is that per minute basis? That's sort of saying that, you know, like Okiki is a more impactful player. Like just, because Rui's yeah. been able to get himself on the court and actually produce at some reasonable level. Uh, at what point do you start to like, do those things maybe tilt, tilt the thinking at all here? Cause like for me, it was like, well, you know, he's, he's been fine. He's a rotation player. And some of these guys that while I like them better on paper, they don't play for whatever reason. Um, so like for me, like Rui would have been a very defensible 20th pick. And and actually originally I think that's who I had slated in here, but based on how our sort of board shook out, I, I just yeah. ultimately didn't take him. Yeah. So <clears throat> that certainly plays in, but w- what we're talking about here, but the difference between Okiki and, and Hachimura is 30 minutes. I mean, 30 games, excuse mm-hmm. me, um, total. So it's not like Rui is this like a, uh, hallmark of yeah, understood, and, understood, but you know, it's still a 30 game sample size for the 20th pick. It, it's not. Yeah. Negligible, it's, I guess. I don't know. And you know, he, he did come, say, come in there. So I, I could definitely, I mean, like I say, it just would depend on how things broke. Uh, but like, as, as I'm looking at this, at this list here, like of, of guys that I, w- I, I could see picking ahead of Hashimura, like, Believe it or not, Goga, he's not that good, but 
he's been probably at least as productive, if not more. So I have to draw the line here on this one, Kevin. We're we're not gonna do Gogo Batazzi over Rui. Come on, man. Yeah, I might. Um Jalen Noel, I think I would do okay. um, you know, Cody Martin, Eric Pascal. Um Pascal's maybe. like almost eaten his way out of the league at this point. Like yeah, yeah. At least Rui keeps in relatively good shape. So there's that. Bruno Fernando. And he's a nice young man, <laughs> Kevin. We can't yes. leave that out. Here's the thing. It's like Rui looks like he should be a good player. You know, he looks it, like he should be a good player. There there are a reasonable amount of of counting stats to to bank like to base this off of. If you were gonna play fantasy basketball, Rui would go ahead of a decent amount of these guys, I think, potentially, but um, it, it's just, I, I guess the thinking here, right, is just, does that impact winning, right? Is what he's doing on the court actually moving the needle for a team? Yeah, I mean, just to, like, this is, again, just looking just at his draft class, like mm-hmm. um, take box plus minus, for example, okay. he ranks 35th in the draft oh, class. Okay. So um, let me see. I'm just going to go through real, just real quick. Value, uh, value over replacement player. Uh, he's... 54th in this Ooh. draft class. And All that right. doesn't count the two undrafted guys that we took, Lou Dort sure. and um, mm-hmm. Caleb Martin, both of them would be ahead. Yeah. If you look at um, win shares per 48, um, what do we got? He's 20, uh, 30th, excuse me. So, and then you look at win shares, just total win shares, and he ranks 19th. So that reflects... You know, his draft position and the fact that he's played, you know, 4,500 minutes. So where is the metric where you account for how many shoes he would sell or jerseys he would sell or things like that? I believe that's uh, Ted's bank balance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the bank statement with Rui has probably been pretty kind to them, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think that that uh, what does Ted call them? Revenue streams have been have been quite good probably since they made that pick such that they don't have to do things like worry about trying to win. So, so in my mind, the best version of Rui is better than the best version of a lot of these guys we just talked about. He's a reasonable size. I actually buy the shooting. Uh, We've seen like pockets of good defense Mm -hmm. and it's just, I, I don't understand why it can't all click at the same time. I wonder, you know, if it's just sort of, it's like a, a, a psychology thing with him or um, this thing with like the bone bruise is another weird injury. It seems like he's just sort of just, just taking apart like the mental health thing. Like, I don't even want to talk about the half season and, and like people will take pot shots at that or whatever, but like just in general, like to have a teammate kick one of your testicles and have that pop and you have to miss 20 games or whatever it is. And just yeah. like he, he had pink eye, like what was the last adult? And like professional athlete, you heard miss games for pink eye. I, I honestly don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, I so, don't think I've ever, se- ever seen that. <laughs> right. I mean, like, so it just, at a certain point, I'm like, he just should be better than he is. And I keep like, what I come back to is like, in my mind, the best version of Rui is like, I feel guilty saying he's like the 35th best player in this draft or whatever, you know, we, we would shake him out wise statistically, but, um, I would still take the chance as a GM around 20. And I think that's honestly where I had him in the first place. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm a little lower on him, but I think picking him in the 20, you know, 20 to 25 range would be fine. Um, I don't think he's, 
here's the thing. He's not like a bad player as he is. He's, he's okay. Yeah. You know, and he, he topped out at least in my metric so far at basically around average, mm-hmm. a little bit below average. Um, he was close to average as a rookie dropped down his second season and then went back up his third season. And then, you know, when he finally got back on the floor and then this season, he's not been very good. Um, I, I have been puzzled all season by people talking about how valuable he is when to this team, when I see, you know, he's personally extremely inefficient, his, you know, the offense is worse when he's out there. He's, he's actually, his biggest help has been on the defensive end. Which See, is really weird. That's what I was going to say. I thought he was actually trending up defensively right mm-hmm. before getting hurt again. Yeah, and he was he was disastrous defensively at the start of the season, right. and then he he did start to get better. I actually like. I would say I found him to be good defensively before this injury. Like the like the five game stretch before that, I like I had noticeable plays where I was like, yes, that's a great rotation. Yes, way to move your feet. Yeah. and then I, I feel like this is what keeps happening with him. As soon as it's like, oh the shooting is clicking or the defense is clicking. It's like, well, he's going to miss another 10 games and yeah. he'll come back and he'll be shit for five more. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, he's like maybe one of the biggest head scratchers I can think of as sort of a wizards player. And we're very good at picking those. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's like you say, he looks like he should be good. I think the, the high end ver- the thing is, it's like the best version of him. It's like, at what point do we have to say he's not going to reach that? You yeah, know, I, I agree. And it's tough because he's still, you know, early, you know what, early 20s, 24, I guess. This is his age 24 season. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not, you know, it, you would expect a leap by now. He's he's at that age where guys really do make that jump to being what they are, what they're going to be. And he hasn't turned in, you know, the 6'8", the skills, the Kawhi-like frame um, and the the good athleticism and stuff, he none of that has translated into anything kind of sustainable success, and so he's he's ultimately you know he's he's a he's just a guy he's 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 okay. Would it shock you if they don't retain him? Um, like there's talk of them keeping him on a cheap uh, re up. They don't do it, and he goes somewhere and becomes an immediately impactful player in some other destination. Yeah, it would surprise me. I think that um, he. It, it would think, not shock me after a lifetime of rooting for this fan base and just getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly. Uh, no, sorry, Rui, for if that's too soon to bring that up. But um, I think it's always too soon. Yeah, exactly. Like if he turned into like slightly worse Grant Williams uh, and he was on, I don't know, Phoenix or something, I would just be like, cool. That makes a lot of sense. Glad that. Here's the thing. It's like, what's the, it's kind of like, what's the theory of it that, that makes him into that? Because he's, He's like an okay defender, you know, a decent defender. And then off, on offense, you know, uh, the, sh- the three-point shooting didn't carry over. And maybe he picks it back up when he gets back or, or something. But And then his his offense, you know, his, his calling card is supposed to be this, like, great mid-range game. And he's pretty average in terms of his efficiency, a little, on the, on the, a little below average on those long twos. He's actually a better finisher at the rim. Than, than he is on his other things, but he he almost never gets there, you know. And so it's, it's like, and he doesn't doesn't really rebound. Vision. He's not yeah. a he he doesn't he's not a good passer. It's so I could see somebody like you know if he went to Boston for example, and they could fit him in and and work with him. But I think it, I I think that if he went up to Boston for example, if the, if 
some trade happened and he ended up being thrown to make it work. And he went up there. I don't think he'd play. I think that they, they made Semi Ojale a respectable NBA player for some stretch of time with no skill set. Eh, I feel like I don't think that they made him. They gave him minutes, okay. but I don't think he <laughs> became respectable. Fair, fair. Okay, that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. It, it just the little pockets we see of defense. I think the shooting somehow to me that's the guy that ends up um, turning turning that into. Okay, here's the last question I have for you. When yeah. we didn't ultimately pick DeAndre Hunter, is he ahead or below of Rui on your sort of list here? Uh, below. Interesting. Below. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not Take a, that, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I'm not a DeAndre Hunter believer. I thought that they were crazy to trade up to get him in that spot. And um, so, yeah, I I would leave it at that, that I, I would take Rui ahead of DeAndre Hunter. So the Hawks are a team I do not watch very often because I just don't like watching Trey Young play basketball. Yeah. Uh, unless now it's to root against him because he somehow has like this villain arc thing going on. But I'll watch them every once in a while when like Hunter's like on one of his little mini stretches. And I'm like, wow, okay, we could yeah. use that guy. And then you look at the course of the season. It's like, oh, he's been shit the five games before this or whatever. Or this was the first of five good games or the last of five good games. And it's like, I, I that this extension to me was surprising, and I think that was like a honestly, like we said before, him them trying to justify that to themselves that we gave him a deal, we believe yeah. in him. It's the injuries. Let's save some face here, and I don't know that that's going to work out great for them. And maybe maybe it works. I mean, even that year where he was supposed to be like becoming really good and this like yeah. stopper and really he was still only like okay, Fine. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just didn't, and I, I wouldn't want to be paying him the, whatever, he, what is he getting? 20 plus million a year in this extension. Yep. That's, I, I don't get that. When we do this again in five years and Bobo is clearly the number one player on this list, <laughs> he's become super Porzingis and he's turned into everything that people want Victor Wembanyama to be. Um, well, well, maybe we'll look bad. I don't know, but, uh, you know, still we'll, we'll, we'll take it. There's plenty of guys here that the wizards should have taken and should have picked. Uh, so anybody, uh, folks, we'll post the whole order with this when we go up. Um, let us know what you think. I think the plan is to keep doing these. So, uh, Kevin, if you guys are, are down to take the next one, we can do the Denny draft and, and we'll see how that's well received by the fan base. Um, yeah, that's, if, uh, that'll if, if be I'm, interesting. If I don't have to go like into hiding because I did the Isaac Bonga, uh, Denny Avdia comparison again on Twitter. <laughs> I here. thought that was really funny. I mean, um, I, I obviously don't mean that. I like, I think Denny is the better player, uh, but I don't think it's a huge, huge gap to be honest with you. Um, and, it's not as big as people think. And right. Bonga had a year where yeah, he was that's pretty good. You, if, 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 if we're talking one year of good Bonga, like, okay. And, and if you believe things like Raptor and things like that, I'm pretty sure they said he was a better defender than Kawhi Leonard for one of those years. So yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we'll here's do it that way you will. He, yeah. Fans crapped on, on, uh, Scott Brooks for a lot and yeah. uh, some of it was deserved. Sure. And then there were also times where, you know, they, they made it to the playoffs with, uh, Howell Neto is six foot tall as their small forward and three centers playing. And he got a year of basically league average play out of, out of Bonga, who is not an NBA player. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten things out of guys. Now he also, you know, believed in Jerome Robinson beyond all reason to, well, to believe in him, but that makes two of us, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, Scott Brooks was not any kind of great shakes, but my point is that that he did find mm-hmm. ways for the team to 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 win when they really didn't have any any reason to win. <laughs> he could be the offensive coordinator on this particular team, and it wouldn't offend me as much as no. I thought it would have a year and a half ago. It's it is funny, you know. Beal had his best seasons uh, playing for Brooks, and you know, Unseld has clearly asked Beal to be much more of a a point guard than a, than a two guard um, and more of a passer than a scorer. Mm. And Beal's doing that. And he's actually, you know, Beal's having, although fans are furious at him, he's actually having one of his better seasons. Yeah. He's super efficient. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Uh, Kevin, thank you for doing this for anybody uh, not following Kevin currently, please do. So at so wizards on Twitter, uh, follow the, it's uh, at so underscore. So that's right. You're right. Good call. Good save. Cause I have actually went to at you at things and had to look around longer than I thought. So at underscore. So, so underscore wizards. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's the, so wizards podcast. And obviously you can find his writing on bullets forever. So, um, check out their feed for one of these follow-ons we're going to do on, uh, I don't know, other redrafts here and just see what kind of other shenanigans mm-hmm. we can get into and, and piss off certain hives of, uh, player stands while we go about it. Yeah. If we really wanted to do annoy wizards fans, we would do a, like a 25 or under 25 draft and <laughs> yeah, no references whatsoever. <laughs> I, I do I, want to circle I, back around and do the Troy Brown draft at the end because I that one will make me personally sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that one will be funny because I know who I thought they should have picked in that spot, and um, I think if three of us do it, we might have three different answers, and they might all be defensible. But one of them is helping light the beam right now out in Sacramento, and uh, that would have still been a helpful player for this team. Uh, yeah. So if you are a diehard Rui Hachimura fan and you were listening to this, expecting to hear him go sixth instead of ninth this time, I'm sorry if we disappointed you. I genuinely like Rui. I want Rui to be good. I am holding out hope for this. I want to do this in five more years and look really stupid because he's turned into such a solid player for the Wizards. I ultimately assume he'll go somewhere else and be a slightly better player for them than he's been here. And I don't know. I will just... We'll we'll say typical and we'll move on with their lives. Uh, as always, yeah. this was Believe in Wizards. Kevin, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Presented by BetOnline.ag. You guys know the drill, and uh, we will catch you next time. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done